Amen. And happy Father's Day to all the men today. Amen. There's a tremendous responsibility that lies on your shoulder, but the Holy Spirit of God right. is there to help us. Amen. To help us do what we need to do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, we, uh, Pastor Brenda, she's going to bring the word for the fathers on today and uh, for the household of Christ Center Fellowship. Amen. Amen. So, if you will, let's uh, let's receive her with an amen. 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 Praise God. As Pastor said, and as I'm sure you've heard many times, you can't hear it enough. Amen. Happy Father's Day. We, and as Pastor said, we know it's a, a definitely, um, it can be, you know, I'm sure very uh, mm, mind-boggling at times or heavy, seem like a heavy uh, load at times, but that's why we have the Holy Spirit, amen, to help us to... Um, to guide and direct us and I am a witness to that being married to pastor 35 years now and um, watching him be a father for almost uh, 36 years almost and uh, just watching how he was determined even though he uh, didn't you know may not have had uh, the best experience as a child coming up but he knew there was something better and once he came to know Christ then he trusted in his heavenly father to bring that to pass. Amen. So no matter what time, no matter what time it is that you come to Christ in your life, we know that things can change. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do this morning, we're going to Joshua chapter 24. And um, we know Joshua makes a statement that we hear many times um, in the word. We're going to start at verse, he, uh, we're just going to verse 1 first, because this is right right before Joshua uh, began, anyway, right before Joshua goes to be with the Lord. And we know that uh, the way he comes to power is, um, we know that the Lord brought uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, and he used Moses, and we know like Joshua was like his armor bearer and everything, so he was right there alongside with them during the whole thing and then Moses dies and so then the uh the mantle is passed to Joshua and from Joshua 1 up to um chapter 24 then the Israelites have been taking the land because this is the land that the land uh that the Lord promised them but they still at the same time they had to do their part amen and so that's the same thing it is today God has made us many promises and he has plans and purposes for us but still it's a part we have to play and sometimes we get those uh, parts mixed up <laughs> you know because God God knows what he's supposed to do and so you do the part that he has given you and not any more any less and so uh, up to chapter 24 They've been taking the land, the walls of Jericho have fell, and just all other kind of stuff has happened because Joshua is considered a warrior, amen? And, but yet, we know that with David, who was considered a mighty warrior, also Joshua was, you know, he was a man after God's heart too because he sought the Lord. Okay, it says, verse 1 says, I'm reading from the NIV, it says, Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel, 
at Shechem, he summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. And this, remember, this is the same thing that Moses used to do. He called all the people, just like all of us are here this morning. We're here together, but yet we're here before God. It says, Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord God of Israel said. And so then he begins to go back and, um, and tell them, what he has done for them from the time of Abraham, how he brought Abraham out from among his uh, his uh, people, and he gave him Isaac, and then uh, to Isaac he gave Jacob and Esau, and then how uh, you know came about with Moses and Aaron because how he began to bring them out of the land of Egypt, and then how he brought them to the Red Sea, and how they cried out to the Lord, and so how he set them free. Okay, then starting with verse. Eight, he says, I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. And then he talks about Balak, and I don't know if you're all familiar with Balak, but he was a prophet that they had tried to get to curse the Israelites. He says, when Balak, the son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, well, it's, no, he talks about, it's Balaam, I'm sorry. He sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you, amen. He was called to put a curse on them, but instead he blessed them. He blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Verse 11 says, then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, and as did also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gigashites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, all of those ites, but I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you, also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow and bow. He says, you did not do it with your own sword and bow. And so that's something we have to keep in mind. So I gave you a land in which you did not toil and cities you did not build. Amen. So he's telling them, and this is Joshua speaking for the Lord, telling them what he has done for them. And you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Amen. So when I think about the goodness of the Lord, amen, it says, so verse 14 says, and this is Joshua, it says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worship beyond the river and in Egypt, when they were in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And this is what, this is, I'm bringing this all home to show you, this is what a father does. He says, now throw away the gods your forefathers worship beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Amen? Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Now he's talking to a whole, I mean, thousands of people. But it doesn't matter how many you're talking to. He, so he's, he's giving them uh, a, a decision. He said, you need to make a decision who you're going to serve. But when we get to the end verse, he starts talking about his house. Amen. And so I'm talking to fathers today. See, you know, all you can do and all pastor can do and any other person, all of us, because we're all ministers of the gospel. But as a, a shepherd over a local body, all he can do is put the word out there. 
And each family or member chooses what they're going to do with it, right? But a father, amen, praise God. He says, but for as me and my household. Now you choose to do what you want to do because as God has given each one of us a choice. He doesn't make us serve him, amen. He says, but for as me and my household, we're going to serve God. Now, you, I mean, it's not, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You, you know, if Jimmy decides he wants to get up on Sunday morning or not, no. For me and my household, no matter how many's in there, whether it's three of us or ten of us, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. And so that's why I want to encourage fathers on this morning. That's a decision you have to make. And that. And because God wants to raise up godly generations, no matter what has happened behind us, grandparents, great-grandparents, how many generations you go back, from this day forward, we have, you have to make a decision as fathers, but all of us as individuals, and I'm encouraging fathers this morning, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to raise up godly children. Amen? We're going to raise up godly children. And for that to take place, let's go to the Psalms. And we'll start with Psalms 1. We know everybody's pretty familiar with that one. But that's where it has to start because it has to start with you as an individual. It says, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And we know we can find ungodly counsel anywhere, everywhere, right? He says, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But what? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Amen? And so that's what you have to do if you're going to raise up a godly generation. First, you've got to surrender yourself to God. Amen? Because it's got to be manifested in you. Let's go to Psalms 25. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So to do that, you got to be a man that fears the Lord. We're at uh, Psalms 25, and we're looking at verse 12 through 14. It says, Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He, this is what will happen. He will spend his days in prosperity... And his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Amen. And so when you, when you decide that, that you're going to fear the Lord, he says that his descendants will inherit the land. Your children are going to be blessed. Amen. You, because like I said earlier, the Holy Spirit is there to guide and direct you how to raise your children and what to do so you can set up an inheritance for them. And then verse 14 says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Pastor shared that with me many times, that he has a covenant with God. There have been different times through the years when we've been kind of concerned if we didn't hear about from one of the girls or some or just whatever the situation may be. And he has shared that many times. He has a covenant with God that he believes and he knows that nothing's going to happen that he won't know ahead of time. He, does, he, has, he, he believes he has a covenant that he won't be surprised by something you know, coming up on them. Amen. And that's what the word says, that he, those who fear him, he will make a covenant with them. Let's go to Psalms um, 112, and we're going to go from verses 1 to 3. 
When we're talking first, it has where it has the story. So when Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, he already had a fear of the Lord. He knew he was a blessed man. Amen. Okay, it says, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his command. His children will be mighty in the land. Amen. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Amen. So blessed, he, we're, he's already blessed because he fears the Lord. His children will be mighty in the land. There's no way you can have a relationship with God and your children be all crazy. You Because you have to stand on the word. You may not, even if you haven't, may not uh, have raised them from infant, infants to trust God. But because you have a covenant with him and you've decided to be a man of God, we have to trust God that his will will be done in their lives. Amen. Let's go to Psalms 128. We're talking about being blessed when we fear God. So we're able to say, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Okay, Psalms 128 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Amen? You will eat the fruit of your labor. So as you pour in, amen, hallelujah, we have seen this time and time again. And sometimes it's, it, 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 it is a... Um, it's a battle along the way, but because you fear God, you're willing to go through uh, whatever it takes through the years. I know many times through the years, Pastor felt sometimes isolated or ostracized because of decisions he made concerning us as a family. But God is good. Amen. God is good. And so we just, you know, as the song we said, when I think about the goodness of God, it says, blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his way. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Amen. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine. Come on. Am I a fruitful vine? <laughs> he says within your house. Your sons, meaning daughters too, will be like olive shoots around your table. This is the man blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. And may you live to see your children's children. Hallelujah. Peace be upon Israel. So we know that's a blessing right there. Amen. And many people today are living to see not just their children's children, but their children's children's children. Amen. And that is truly Truly a blessing. Amen. Especially in today we live in today and the way so many things are happening. But all of these things have to take place in a man's life. Woman's also, but we're talking about fathers today. In a man's life so he can be able to say, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. So we know that many things are happening today. And as Joshua uh, gave out, you know, the Lord reminded them of how he started with Abraham and all the things that have taking place up to that point that's the same thing that you know fathers do today with their children or as pastor can do today as a spiritual father we can talk about all the things that have happened over the last years you know 9-11 and all the other 
different catastrophes that have happened uh, around in our country and just in the world today and even here in our city, the different things that sometimes happen. But still at the very end of it, hallelujah, at the very end of it, you make a choice. But for as me, as for me and my house, this is what we're going to do. Now you choose what you're going to do, amen? And so that's the type of father that we need to see today in our uh in our uh in our in the body of Christ and also just in the world. Okay, let's go to First Thessalonians. We're talking we're talking about um Joshua was talking to the uh the house of Israel and he was talking more so from uh he was talking more so from the natural side, but all, you know, but he was also, you know, the Lord was speaking to the congregation. And now we're gonna talk more so from a spiritual side. So you know we're talking about Paul. Amen. And we're going to First uh, Thessalonians chapter two, and we are going to start with verse eight, I believe. No, I'm sorry, verse seven. And so we know that Paul, you know, for all the different, most of the uh, New Testament was written by him, and a lot of them were written written to the churches that he had been to. And you, we know from his writing, he was uh, definitely operated as a spiritual father. Okay, I'm going to read out of the NIV, and it says, As apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you have become so dear to us. And that's what a spiritual father does. He begins to share his life uh, you know, not just the word, but he shares his life because he wants to see you come forth and be what God has called you to be. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believe. For you know that we dealt with each other. We, for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, amen, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into His kingdom and glory, amen. Who calls you into His kingdom and glory? Then verse thirteen says, and we also thank God continually. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a word of men. Hallelujah. And see, that's what a spiritual father is. He's not trying to get you to do what he said do. He's trying to get you to do what God says do. Amen. But as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Amen. And so that's when you know when you're under a spiritual covering. Because somebody's directing you toward God, not in the way that they go as they follow God you follow them amen okay so we know that Paul considered himself a spiritual father to the believers and number one and he talked about his work he says he says here the father works to support his family Paul made tents and paid his own way even though the Christians at Philippi had sent financial help and so that's what he had said at first how he was not a burden to them. So in, it's so much misconception a lot today in the body is because a lot of people have are under these coverings and they uh, they develop these relationships and they're basically it's like they um, I don't know this they 
it's kind of they they start operating in a in something to me that should come afterwards. You know, it's like you know, just because you have a title, then that gives you some type of leverage. No, it, a relationship needs to develop. Amen. A relationship needs to develop, and so that's what Paul said. He says here, one a father works to support his family. So that's one of the you know because the natural and the spiritual go together. The second one, his walk. The father lives as a good example to his children. His life was holy. We know Paul's life was holy to fulfill the duties God gives. His life was righteous. And he's talking about integrity, uprightness in the behavior. His life was blameless. He couldn't level any charges against us. And we know Pastor shared a couple of weeks back about the... Um, the gift of grace, how God has given us grace. And so we're not talking about somebody being perfect, but we're talking about they're living a life the best they know how. Amen. Because that's who you want to follow. Number three is his words. The father teaches the family members how to live. Going back to what Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, how are they going to do that? And because Joshua had chosen to serve the Lord. And so that's what's going to take place in the home. So, um, in verse 11, he, Paul dealt with each of the believers personally. And so that's what he was talking about. He made them uh, part. He wasn't, So he didn't just stand before them, but he became part of them. He encouraged and he exhorted them. He comforted them, which not only made them feel better, but it made them want to do better. He charged them, which means he testified to them out of his own experience. Amen. And we know we can see that in many of the... Uh, New Testament uh, books that he constantly told them what was taking place in him, which encouraged others, amen, which is still encourages us today. So the purpose of this fatherly ministry was that his children, talking about new believers, might walk worthy of God. He ministered to them in a personal way because he was teaching them how to walk, amen. He was teaching them how to walk. And a lot of times we throw things at people, but we don't tell them how. We tell them what they need to do, but we don't tell them how. A spiritual father is one, or mother, is one that comes along and is willing to not stand back and say, walk, you know, do this, but to come along beside you because if you already know how to do it, Amen. You already know how to do it. So a lot of times we know most of us, if not all of us, learn by what? It's demonstration, right? It's a, you know because we hear stuff all the time, but that we a lot of times we don't apply it because we don't know how. And so, so if we follow these principles, we will be able to share the gospel with many people. And so that's what a spiritual father is. We're talking about Joshua as in the natural father. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Paul as the spiritual father, how he was there, how he was there, and he wanted them. Not to do what he said do, but to do what the Lord said do. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope you have been blessed. Amen, fathers. Amen. I hope this is an encouragement to you to trust God. Because I know it's, you know, like I said, watching pastor through these many years, I know it's not easy. And these so many things that are out there for our young people today, wow. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, it's just so different. I mean, they got everything being thrown at them constantly. So the stake is, but it can be done. Amen. Because as Joshua said, for as for me and my house, so I don't care what your neighbor on the right is doing, what your neighbor on the left is uh, the left is doing, your neighbor across the street or around the corner. Then what you tell them all the time? This house. Don't tell me what's going on in the next door. 
this, well, this is what we're going to do here. Amen. So we have to take that stand. Amen. And this is for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen, Pastor. Amen. And for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm telling you, church, as as men of God, you got to start building a house for God. Amen. Your whole family, you need to discover the ministry in your family. Amen. And you need to stir up the gift in your family. You need to encourage the gift in your family. Encourage the gift of praying. Encourage the gift of teaching. Encourage the gift of testimony. Encourage the gift that lies within the bosom of your family. Amen. I thank God. Just this this morning, about what time? About one o'clock. About two o'clock this morning. Amen. I I was downstairs and I heard Pastor Burton upstairs and I came running up the stairs. You know, and uh, anyway, I, I took three steps. I was on the third step, and I fell complete. I fell flat back, not well. I get back my track, my steps up. I just fell flat, and uh, my head hit the door, the front door, and my behind hit the floor, and it hurt. My God, I don't think nothing was broken, Amen. But it sure was a some swelling and some soreness. Amen. But I, I determined, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. And I thank God for the gift that lies within my wife, the, the teaching gift that lies within her. Amen. To come to you and stir you up, encourage you, build you up. Amen. And one of the things that we wanted to do, my wife and I, we, we wanted to be a blessing to the men in Christ Center Fellowship. Amen. And so as we call your name, then once you come, amen, we got some gifts some some gift certificates from Harold Penners. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And we just want to, you know, because the blessing of the Lord is on our head. Come on. And and the blessing flows down from the head. Come on, somebody. I don't sit around and wait for you to give me something. Amen. I bless you. Because I'm determined, amen, I'm determined to stir up the gift on the inside of you. You are a blessing, and you need to make yourself available to be a blessing to those that you have charge over, those that you are responsible for, amen. Make yourself a blessing to them, amen, amen. So I'm going to call my son-in-law, Jonathan. Would you come first? And and I know Jonathan. You, I know you don't. You're not a biological father, but there's a seed inside of you, Amen. To bear children, I want to speak to the to the father on the inside of you, Amen. I want to sow into that. We want to sow into it. Be blessed, Amen. Yes, Amen. Brother Al, could you come, please? Amen. We want to sow into the Father that's in you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Brother Greg, 
we want to sow into the Father that's inside of you. Amen. Amen. So could you could you come, please? All right. That's all right. Amen. Amen. I I had a harder hit this morning, <laughs> so that was that was that was just a gentle touch right there. Amen. Amen. And uh, brother Sunny, could you come, please? We want to show unto the Father that's on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, man. Brett, would you come, please? Amen. We're going to sow unto the Father that's in you. Inside of every man is a father, is a spirit of a father. And I want to stir that spirit up on the inside of you. Amen. Stir up the spirit of a father on the inside of you. Bless you, man. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And uh, brother uh, Chen, would you come? Amen. We want to bless the Father that's on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Bless you, man. Bless you. Uh, sure. I mean, it's yours, man. Do what you want to do with it. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Well, listen, I, I just wanted to be a blessing to the men in the house. Amen. I want, I want to stir up that anointing. Stir up. See, as men, we are blessed. Amen. We are, the blessing is on our head. But you got to learn to release that blessing. Come on. You got to learn to sow into other men around you. Sow into other families around you. Sow into other places around you. Amen. Because the blessing of the Lord is on your head. And when you start releasing that blessing, you will see more of that blessing come off your head into other people. Amen. Amen. So happy Father's Day. God bless you. Amen. To the men of God. Amen. Father, we just thank you for, God, the fathers, we thank you for men of God. We thank you for the anointing of blessing that is upon their heads, God. And Lord, we thank you, God, as we find someone, God, that needs to be blessed, so God. Lord, that blessing begins to flow. It begins to flow blessings of healing, blessings of love, blessings of kindness, God, blessings of gifts, Blessings, oh God, of all kinds begin to flow from our head, Lord, to other people's heads. In Jesus' name we pray. And we thank you for this day, God, as we celebrate fathers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God.